Welcome to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. This is the show that looks at all things educational in our Nevada County schools. I'm your host, Scott Lay, Nevada County Superintendent. And with me, as always, is Kim Ewing, our Nevada County Arts Coordinator for Schools. Tonight, we're really excited because we are going to be talking with Kelly Moreno from the Twin Ridges Elementary School District. So this is our smallest district in Nevada County, and they even contain one of the smallest schools in the state of California. It's a great little district if you've never been to it up on the ridge. We're going to talk about where it is, what the students are, uh, and then we're going to talk about some really exciting things that are going on that are new this year. Um, kind of, I would look at it is re-energizing Twin Ridges as it come out of COVID and, and the exciting things. So with that, Kelly, welcome to our show. Thank you, Scott. It's good so to Kelly, be here. I make it's good sure. to talk about Grizzly Hill and Twin Ridges and Washington School. Absolutely. It's it's worthy of talking about in I, all good ways. So Kelly, just to make sure I got this straight, you are the executive assistant up at Twin Ridges, correct? I am one of the executive assistants. Um, I cover human resources. I oversee the classified staff here at Twin Ridges, and which, which includes maintenance facilities, um, nutritional services, those kinds of things, as well as benefits, retirement, that kind of thing. And my guess is there's probably nothing up there you don't know about. In a small school district, people pretty much know about everything going on. You have to. Well, we do wear many hats. Every mm -hmm. person who works in our school district wears many hats. All right. That's what I thought. That's what makes our little school district special. So first for our audience, can you kind of lay out the geographic uh, area? Because I'll get one, one mistake people make is they'll say, oh, Twin Ridges Home Study or Twin Ridges Elementary School District. And no, they are not the same and they are not connected. So the Twin Ridges Elementary School District, kind of where are your boundaries up there? Okay, so the Twin Ridges Elementary School District serves the communities of the San Juan Ridge, as well as Washington, the little town of Washington. Though we're the smallest district within the county education system, I think we serve the largest geographic area. You certainly do, as I have that map in my office, and it goes up to Graniteville and uh, yes, you are the largest geographic. It's quite large. It does. So the district office is located at the Grizzly Hill campus, which is on the San Juan Ridge, uh, which is part of Nevada City. Um, and then we have a one room schoolhouse in the little town of Washington. The school district office and Grizzly Hill School Let's see, Grizzly Hill is a K-8 facility, first of all. Mm -hmm. We have about 85 students on this campus. We have about, I believe at this time, six students at the Washington School. It's a one-room schoolhouse. It's really a special place. We have, we're excited to have a new teacher there this year, Adam Percy. He uh, has a background uh, as a Spanish immersion teacher. He is a musician. He also had an, an organic farm. So he brings a lot. He's, a, if I didn't already say, he's a musician. He brings a lot to that campus and to the students in that community. Wow. Well, that's great. I know, you know, with the little town of Washington, having a school, it's a necessary small school because it was geographic isolation from the rest of it and, and it was once its own independent school district. Like so many in our county, we had 44. And I know. Washington was one and up on the ridge was a, a separate one and they combined um, to form the Twin Ridges Elementary School District. So 
with that. And yeah, going on that with your new teacher in Washington, which obviously takes a very special type of teacher to cover all grade levels and all subjects. Um, that's a tough gig as a former teacher. That would be tough and also wonderful at the very same time. He's having a great time with it, it seems. I, I see his Facebook posts, and when I engage with him, he's having a really great time in that position and really serving, again, serving the students of that community in a really, a really special way. That's great. And you also have new staff uh, at your main site at Grizzly Hill, do you not? We do have a lot of new staff here. We have, we have increased with, with COVID and having students, so many students in the remote learning portion of that when we closed down for COVID. Coming back, we really wanted to optimize our offerings. And so we hired several new classroom aides so that we could give some one-on-one attention or assistance to teachers and students in the classroom to help students get back into the swing of things once they return to in-person learning. So that's one big change that we're seeing here at the Grizzly Hill campus. Um, We've also included a new Uh, one new aide at the Washington campus and with six students um, that will serve them nicely. Grizzly Hill has also, um, let's see, we hired four. So we have five teachers, four of them are brand new to our campus. So that's been significant. That is significant. significant. And we're really excited about the staff members that we've hired. Um, One of them comes from the state of Oregon and she brings really great, a really great skill set in restorative justice. She's our lead teacher up here. Mm-hmm. We're really excited to introduce that to this campus. We have a teacher who taught in Africa for several years and um, brings her history with her to teach sixth grade. Wow. And so that's also exciting. We've also hired this year for the first time in a, a few years, a teacher from the Ridge community. So that's also been exciting. That's that's really nice too, to get a homegrown teacher as well. Yeah, I think it's really vital to the demographic that we serve, that we have someone uh, from this community teaching. Yeah, so it's it's really like your school is is finding its new identity, uh, creating a new culture. When you have that that significant percent of your staff changing, um, it opens up uh, new roads, opportunities, exciting. It is exciting. We're really excited about the programs that we're offering this year. We're excited about our staff. Um, It's just been a really good opportunity to make the changes that we wanted to see happen with Twin Ridges Elementary. Nice. Well, speaking of those new programs and changes, we want to get into uh, some of those going on. And I I know one of the uh, really exciting things that you've got up there on the Ridge for the first time in a long time is a preschool at one of your one of your sites. It's not the Grizzly Hill site. It's not the Washington School site, but you have a preschool. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So the Twin Ridges Elementary School District has historically been made up of the Grizzly Hill School site, Washington School, and the Oak Tree School campus. Oak Tree has not held classes on that campus for several years. We saw the need, our superintendent principal, Melissa Madigan, saw the need to prepare students in this community to enter into kindergarten. And so with that, we hired someone over the summer to fill a temporary position. And while we were conducting interviews, one of the candidates had been a preschool director in Maine. She came with incredible skill sets, incredible references and recommendations. 
Her name is Pam Langley, and she is the director of our new preschool. That we have two sessions. One is serves the older. So first of all, the age group that we're serving is from two and a half to four and a half years of age. Okay, two and a half to four the and a half. Older students, like from three to four and a half, are attending three days a week, four mm-hmm. hours a day. The younger group is attending four hours a day, two days a week. And she's working on, you know, gross motor skills here. We find that the, the students who are showing up uh, are, are really, are doing really well in that area, but they're really needing some, some exposure and some, some work on fine motor skills and getting them, you know, getting introduced to reading and their colors and their alphabet and getting to learn how to write their name so that when they finally attend kindergarten, they're ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. We're trying to really serve our community by getting these kids ready and excited to attend school. Wow. How many students do you have in the program? There? We are full up with 24 students enrolled. Wow. 24. That's right. So we have 12 in each group, That's which is what we could accommodate right now. Uh-huh. And it's going re- very nicely. They've updated the, the campus and got their space ready to go. We've worked the, the family resource center, which is also occupies that Oak tree campus has been instrumental in helping us and supporting us in our efforts to get the, the, the preschool up and running. Right. And I know our, our people at the FRC were very excited when, when they heard about your preschool going on and the Oak tree campus itself, the, the building that you're in, that is a unique building. I've been in it. And if memory serves me right, Kelly, that was actually built by the community. And so it has a very unique feel to it. A lot of wood. It's very warm inside. Um, I, I, yeah, just, just really neat. Now, unlike any other campus we have in our county. So the Ridge, the Ridge offers a lot of that. It's, it's a very unique campus, a very unique building. The history is, so there, were, there was a fire at that campus and the community rallied together and rebuilt it. They actually rebuilt the, the buildings on that campus that were damaged or destroyed by fire. So there's a real investment in this community for that campus. I think, yeah, probably more so than most campuses you will find. When you have community members building the campus and putting their, their heart and soul into it, it really changes. So anybody is up that way and our audience, first, you need to check with you uh, the officials at Twin Ridges Elementary School District. But uh, they might be happy to take you on a tour, but it is a beautiful campus. It's, and it's neat to see it full of kids again. That's fantastic. We're really excited about that. The excitement that's happening uh, throughout the community around that preschool program is also uh, has been a joy to see. And we were really when we started the program and we announced that we were starting the program, we had we were only going to do one session and we filled 18 slots plus a waiting list in the first three weeks. Wow. So you can tell it certainly was a need. And I know it was discussed for years to, to have something up there. So it's great that you that you were all able to pull that off for this year and for the students and families up there on the ridge. That's fantastic. It's come together nicely. Yeah. Nice. We're very well, proud of it. I, and you should be. And that that's one really cool thing. Second great thing I know we, we've got that I've talked to your uh, superintendent principal about, Melissa Madigan, is the elective programs you're offering. So let's talk about those because there's some pretty, uh, pretty unique, exciting and highly uh, engaging for the students, the programs that you're doing. 
It is. Do you know, we, you mentioned earlier about the geographic isolation of the communities that we serve. And one of the things about Grizzly Hill being a K-8 school is that the seventh and eighth graders miss out on the opportunity or feel that they miss out on the opportunity of having electives of the town schools that the town schools offer. Mm -hmm. So Melissa Madigan, and with the support of the board, wanted to institute an electives program so that we could have the offerings um, that, that a town school might offer. And so kids could stay on the ridge in their home community and be schooled at their community school. Mm -hmm. So when we were hiring for new teachers, we were looking at other skills that they could provide to teach elective courses. So we have, we are offering right now to all students K through eight, we have Spanish, we have French, wow. a poetry class. So that this, this, the French teacher is a native French speaker. So uh -huh. they're getting a really great experience. Um, we offer yoga, a yoga elective. Uh -huh. We're offering music and music, the music that we're offering to the students here, we have keyboards, we have pianos, we have the, the students actually chimed in and said they would like to learn kazoo, which is interesting. So that's being, they're not learning music on the kazoo, but we're also implementing uh -huh. the, the wants and the needs of the students. Um, we offer cooking class, a circus arts class, digital. Sorry, did you say circus arts? Circus arts. Oh, we're and coming back to that for sure. Okay. It's an interesting one. And really we're getting a lot of excitement from the students as well as the teacher who's teaching that class. It's a fun one. I'll bet. I'll bet. Wow. That's cool. Now, you know, with the gazoos, I got to tell you, when I was superintendent principal at Clear Creek, I actually did a music class with gazoos. I had that going on. So there's nothing wrong with that. It actually, the kids loved it. It was easy. You could buy a class set for a very reasonable amount of money. If you broke one, that was only a couple bucks and it was all good. So it's I think perfect. That's, that's good. And, and uh, I'm going to turn the second half of the show over to Kim in just a minute, but I do have to follow up on circus arts that so, I need to know more about. So circus arts is being taught by the teacher who is a Ridge uh, resident of the Ridge. Uh -huh. Phil Rucker. He's also a local musician and um, he is teaching circus arts. And what he's doing is he's teaching juggling. He's teaching poi. He's teaching, um, oh, I do not have the terminology for this, but they're two sticks and you hold another stick and you, you do all kinds of tricks. I think stuff. people know exactly what you're talking about. I know what you mean, but I have no idea what it's called, but I, I get that. That's okay. But thanks for that support there, Scott. But yeah, it's been, it's been fun. The students are really having a great time with it. The teacher's having a great time with it. Um, and we're, we're glad to offer it. So you said juggling and then you said poi. poi. I have no poi. idea what that is. Kim is, for, for those in the audience, we're still doing this by Zoom and we've got it on video and Kim is trying to show me on, on our Zoom here what it is. <laughs> Kelly, can you put it in words? She's doing a great job. So what poi is, poi are, um, they're two, I'll call them ropes for for lack of a better word at this point, but just for description, they're ropes with two ball, a ball on the end of each and they light up. Some of them, oh. some you'll see in some circus 
uh, art there with fire. We don't use fire here, but they're they're a good idea. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. They're glowing colored light balls, and so they just do different um, routines with them, and they do different actions. And so, if you can imagine in the nighttime where you have something like this happening, all you can see are the glowing lights and the pattern that they create as the students uh, create these movements and different motions with the poi. Wow. It's very fun to watch. I'll bet. Well, you know, I try to visit every school every year and I want to make sure this year when I come up to Grizzly Hill that I time it because I would love to see <laughs> that elective class being taught. I know, and Kelly, and I have... I love that. And I have to ask you, I'm so curious, are these classes across the grades or do they, so whoever wants to join in on a certain time, do they do them across the grades at the same time or are they by grade? We are doing them across the grades and some of the classes um, are not available to kindergartners. Okay. So, So we're breaking that up in that way. But what we do for our electives program is we offer So we have a minimum day every Wednesday. We don't have electives on that day. But Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, we offer one hour a day to electives. And so there's two two sessions. So um, maybe Monday and Thursday and Tuesday and Friday. So each student gets to pick two elective courses of their choosing. We also, I want to also add that we are also offering a study hall and tutoring for students who feel like they really want to dedicate that time to getting some extra assistance in areas reading and math where they might need an extra just a little bit extra nice well that's great well we are we are actually past the halfway point here and this is usually where i try to you know, kim takes over so i'll remind our viewers just <laughs> in the kvmr uh and this is educationally speaking our guest today is kelly moreno from twid ridges elementary school district and she's talking about all the new and exciting changes and opportunities for students up on the ridge this year so kim take it away All right. Well, you know me, I was a a former CSA um, farmer myself, which is an organic gardener. And so I'm curious about your gardening project. Do you want to speak about that one, Kelly? I would love to speak about that one. So previously, we've been part of the gardening program through Sierra Harvest in Nevada County. Right. We, after COVID or in the middle of COVID, in the midst of COVID, and then coming back, we did not uh, get signed up with that again. But Sierra Harvest reached out to us and offered to support us in getting the program up and running. So while we're not officially part of their program for this 21-22 school year, they came in and gave a huge scholarship for our program to, I think they they provided 85% funding and we came up with the other 15%. They put in 10 new garden beds. Wow. They revamped the entire irrigation system. They fenced the entire garden area and they're currently working on, we have an orchard here as well. And they're working on the irrigation and the, a new gate in that uh, portion of our garden program. They've also provided, they've been incredibly supportive. They invite us to their trainings and all of the sessions that they hold in support of these school garden programs. We They gave us starts. So whatever they had left over, which was substantial, we filled up five garden beds with starts that they had already for the uh, fall and winter crops. They brought garlic. They're helping us with potatoes. They've given us um, grow bags in addition to the, the garden beds that they built. 
They work with volunteers. It's been an incredible partnership with them. They've been so good with us. And so we're preparing or we're, yeah, we are preparing the garden and the program for uh, the spring. Fantastic. So right now it's not offered as an elective, but it will be in this. Right. Because what they've built for you is the infrastructure to continue on. Um, the water and the fencing are, are forever, right? Absolutely. As, as long as forever is for those kinds of things. <laughs> right. Absolutely. But it's interesting also because we applied for a grant with Briar Patch then for their garden program. It's apples for apples for dollars or something like that. And so for the month of December, every pound of apples that people purchase from Briar Patch, uh, Grizzly Hill School will get a portion of the, those proceeds. January will be for our Washington School Garden. So the Washington School is also has also historically worked with Sierra Harvest and has a garden at that school facility. The it's it's precious. It's um it's it's more established I'd say than the garden that we have going currently at Grizzly Hill School, but we're well on our way. We're on really good footing to um get that program underway in as an elective in the springtime. Absolutely. So December and January, people should be buying their their apples uh, at Briar Patch that will fund your school's pro- program, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 it's the Apples for Gardens program. Apples for Gardens. Apples Thank for Gardens, you. and they do it for all our schools who sign up. So it's it's amazing. It's great. It's going to good use there. Yeah, it's a great partnership. And, I, and one of the great things about Nevada County is there's so many programs here that support education. We feel incredibly supported between the county office and and then the private uh, organization. So it is, it's powerful. And community bonding, right? Like we were all here together for the better of the kids and they're they're there too. It's wonderful. Absolutely. Another part of the the program through Sierra Harvest is every month they feature um, a vegetable or a fruit that maybe kids have not been exposed to. And so they provide enough for one serving, one individual serving of each of these items for each of our students. And then talk about the history, where it comes from. So we can incorporate that into the other the other subject matters that we're teaching at the school. So where, where does this come from? What, what are its origins? And then having tastings for the kids so they can get exposed to new things, new healthy food choices. Um, and then some some recipes or the way that we present it. We'll you know we've had individual peppers last month, and you know how how can you eat these in a way that kids like? We feature them in our in the foods that we prepare in our in our dining service or nutritional services. Um, yeah, so our whole garden will will also have plant sales that will help support the garden. We will offer the what we what's grown in the gardens will be offered to the lunchroom staff to prepare and present to the students so that they can see the fruits of their labor and actually enjoy them. That's right. I love that where it comes together and says, well, this is from our orchard. Let's eat it together. And it it brings a whole new joy for food and the vegetables and fruits. Absolutely. Or the salad that you're eating today, we grew this here in this very garden. Right. Yeah. It changes so the perspective of that program. We're really excited. And the, and the students are excited about it as well. Oh, good. Well, so many things going on there, Kelly. Can you tell us a little bit about what the pillar or capstone grade level tri- uh, field trips are about? 
So one of the things that I that I also want to say is our board. Our board is so incredibly supportive. They're, they've really they really pushed for a preschool program. They've really pushed for the garden program, and they're really pushing for field trips and the value that those field trips provide to our students. Absolutely. So what I don't know a lot about this program in particular, but what I do know is that they're offering um, or they're they're planning and offering field trips that support the state standards for different grade levels. Right. So um, I know that the fourth graders just went, um, they're studying indigenous heritage and they just, they just did something um, with the local indigenous tribes from this region. The seventh graders will have a one night overnight field trip. So they're working on that to, to support the seventh graders and their education here. And then the eighth graders will have a multi-night overnight uh, field trip, which is nice because the, a lot of the schools, the town schools offer these types of programs. And so we want to make sure that we offer those same things to the students who are up here in our community. Right. And I know as a teacher of many grades that the field trips, the pre and post educational experience and the richness of what you can be teaching the kids goes for days or weeks or months. And so field trips and being in the field, I know, is so powerful. And it just brings another level of learning to the kids. It is. It's another level that really and I remember my eighth grade field trip. Of course, that's been quite a a few years ago. Um, so, so those kinds of things are exciting. This is actually part of one of our board's goals was to institute field trips for the students that would support their education and leave lasting memories uh, for our students up on the ridge and in the Washington community. I love that. And would they, so they're, that's one of their goals for this next year then, Kelly? Yeah, and it has been so for the last, so last year and then for the upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're already working on that for the current 21-22 year. We're getting those. And with COVID, it's been very difficult because, you know, getting kids, students on a bus, going to any public place has been difficult. But we're working within the parameters of what we can do right now to offer these these field trips to our students. Right. And then hopefully in the future, I know all schools are, have been struggling with the whole field trip in the last two years because of that whole safety on buses and how do we do this? So I think every school is struggling with how do we get back into the field trip arena? And so if you guys are working ahead, then you're going to be first in line for next year, at least. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing it. Yeah, and we're glad fantastic. to be doing it. We're proud that we're doing it and that we're, and we're bringing all that we can to the education of the kids uh, on the Ridge and in Washington, the little town of Washington. Right. And, and we're almost out of time, Kelly, if you can believe that. Is there anything else that is on your mind you'd love to share out to our listeners? Um, let's see here. Well, first of all, the Twin Ridges Elementary School District, so much is happening here. So much is changing here. Uh, we're such a small school district. It's been a really interesting experience. I think it's interesting for students. I think it's interesting for parents. It's certainly interesting for staff members and teachers to come to a school where um, the entire district has less or fewer than 100 students. Um, That is not including our our preschool. So we're above a little bit above 100 students right now. But um, it's a beautiful area. We have um, we have our own challenges that come with a rural small school education system. But I think we're really meeting those challenges and working really hard to provide the very best we can, the very best opportunities for the students. I love that. And 
Um, maybe if you want, tell us your website so people, if they are interested, they can check out your website. So we're Twin Ridges Elementary School District, and we go by TRESD, the acronym T-R-E-S-D. So our website can be found at tresd.org. Awesome. Well, Scott, listen to Perfect. all that. Amazing right. stuff. Yeah, well, thank you. Kelly, thank you so much for uh, for talking to us about all these great things going on up at Twin Ridges. We really appreciate it and wish you all the best of luck with the rest of the year. Uh, and we hope you and everybody up there, all the students have a happy holidays and all our listeners as well. And with that, we're going to sign off. Thank you very much. And you've been listening to Educationally Speaking on KVMR. Take care, everybody. Good night. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you.